Welcome everybody, this is Beyond the Walls. You're here with me, your boy, young brother, better preach, Harry. I'm here with my man, one. D. Yep. We go. Stack up fed. And when they. Hello, hello. We're back. We are back. It's been a little while. COVID-19 is just putting up them dukes. We're, we're fighting it. We're fighting this quarantine. Uh, but we're, we're back again to give you another episode to get re-engaged, to get reloaded with y'all. Um, just wanted to go over some qu uh, quick current events with y'all. We got, yo, 2020 is taking everybody. Mm -hmm. 2020 is taking everybody. Sure. Want to send a send an honorable uh, rest in peace to uh, the funny comical Jerry Stiller. If you remember the father from King of Queens, Word. the father from the classic Seinfeld show, Jerry Stiller was hilarious. One of the funniest old men in television that you've ever 100%. seen. Um, she's probably been uh, sampled on your favorite rap song, Miss Betty Wright. Rest in peace to her. Uh, uh, Andre Harrell, that's a big one. Man. That's a big one that in hip hop. That was crazy. That yeah. was crazy, man. It, 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 it's it's it, this is getting like out of hand now. It's it's really getting out of hand with 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 you know everybody dying and people you know people leaving like in this time. And last of all, Little Richard, who's probably considered the father of rock and roll, who yep. innovated it. He's he's another another pillar in in the music industry. And uh, we just kind of wanted to send a a shout out to them, their families who are dealing with it, especially during this COVID-19 era where you can't bury people the way you want to, you don't get the closure that you want to. Yeah. Um, but we're losing, a, you know, we're losing a lot uh, during this time. So just rest in peace. And, you know, we hope that their families find comfort. Um, another quick current event in news, Miss Adele, who's known to be holding it down uh, for, for our plus size women. She put up a post and she lost weight and the big girls came for not all of them but the big girls came for her they came for her what what Telling do you mean her, she's a traitor she's this she's that she 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 she's a backstabber cuz she lost weight and i don't under, i don't understand i i don't i don't understand y'all need to help me understand as a, as a lady as 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 our representation for the women one day i don't understand why why some of these big girls are mad at her. Like, she did something for her. This is like being the only black person in a white class when they talk about uh, ra racism and... <laughs> like, oh, how do you feel? <laughs> so, Adele's look. a woman. Wendy, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> look, whatever Adele did to make her happy, more power to I think so. There's too much emphasis on women and their bodies, period. Um, and this um, premise that uh, when you go through a breakup, you come back looking snatched with this revenge body, right? Khloe Kardashian <laughs> <laughs> premise about you know re revenge body, and you know it's it's so unhealthy. It's so mentally unhealthy. Focus all your energy on, um, you know, getting this ideal body type in order to redeem yourself. Like, oh, <laughs> I also went through a very public divorce. Um, that, was, 
she she was the one that was recently on um she was recently on like all of these tabloids for like her husband getting all of this money and pretty yeah. much reparations and all of that, right? Yeah, wow. yeah. Ooh. Mm, so she maybe that was support. revenge for then. She well, uh, no, I don't know um her motivation for losing the she was a plus size woman before they got married. So I don't know. Maybe she just did it for herself. But there is this um, premise of, or this this thought of you know this revenge body, and she she everything you do is motivated to get back at the person who left you because you're now felt. Then yeah, you you hot now you drip. Not everybody hmm. wants to be thin. Not everybody wants to be skinny. Like I have no desire to be thin. Nor do a lot of um, women. Of especially women of color, um, you know, because everything that was undesirable about our bodies, non-melanated I, people purchase. Everybody them. wants now. I like when the thighs rub together; it makes it rotisserie. Listen, <laughs> we now have big lips. They have no lips. They purchase it, and now big lips are beautiful. We have butts. And thighs. Nah, them lips does not do whatever. Them lips, they that little plastic. <laughs> nah, it's not working. Good year lips. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. But you know, look, more more power to Adele. I was actually also reading um this post today that came up um about how come Lizzo gets a lot of uh, backlash and and they're both plus size women um and you know i was just i like to scroll through comments to see what people say um but a lot of people are saying well jill Scott ain't showing her ass every two seconds and twerking for you know instagram or whatever she carries herself she was making some love to mics though crazy she, she did give a blow job to a microphone though yes <laughs> crazy it was crazy <laughs> it was her birthday, guys. All right, relax. What does that mean? <laughs> Special occasion, what does that all right? Mean? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Lizzo can kick rocks. That's just how I feel about her. <laughs> she can kick you rocks. Know, I'm talented, man. That's a little too much for me. But what, what too much, man. She's trying too hard. It's it's a lot. Here's my thing, my thing, here's my thing, here's my thing, right? My thing is that no matter what side you go to, skinny, medium, big, everybody wants to live through that person. That's the problem. Everybody wants to live a life through whoever they feel like, that's me. No, be you, you you idiot. Be yourself, okay? (laughs) If you want to be big, be big by yourself. All right? Like, ain't nobody going to hold your hand through that process. I understand that there's always a stigma with uh, big girls can't be pretty or they don't have that much uh, uh, um, clout. Which as is a lie. It's a huge lie because I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll just leave it like that. I'll just leave it like that. Yeah, I ain't going to go there. But, yo, big women get played. So, shout out to y'all. But anyway, they look better than jeans too, though. They look way better than skinny jeans. You heard? (laughs) Hey, Hey, they get a white baby. But I mean, we also Rico silence is intentional. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally just listening. You know, (laughs) we we also have to the role role that our American culture plays into this stigma 
the stigma the stigmatization that thin is in right everywhere we look it's size two and you know you have to be stick thin and have this body and you know um designers only make their clothing in certain sizes yeah you go shopping as women sometimes it's really difficult because they only send like two or three extra larges and like 20 large um 20 smalls 20 mediums and so like you're literally out of luck when the average american woman is a size 14. that's the average size of true america however they cater everything to a specific size which sets the mental expectation that if i am not this size then I am not okay. I am not worthy. Men will not want me. Men will not find me attractive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All a lie. Yeah, I feel you on that. But tell you what, when they turn on that cash money records, putting it down for the 99 and the 2000, you go see who everybody's is running to. They're not running to a little, the little slim joints, all right? They go for the baby back ribs. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, before we before we move on, I wanted to go back to the RIPs real quick because the yes, people sir, go ahead. Losing, the people we're losing at the moment are the ones who are the responsible for a lot of the stuff we love today. Word. Um, yeah. It was one of those things where like they gave birth to the thing that gave birth to the thing that gave birth to the thing that you love in 2020 kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's really important um, that I guess we do our part to make sure these younger generations understand why the culture's reacting to the losses that the way we are. Um, you know, there's a lot of clips of Andre Harrell and listening to him talk, it's pretty clear, like, you know, he was at the forefront of a lot of the aesthetic you love today. So a lot of the music videos you see, a lot of the stuff you see. Um, he was one of the first people to kind of be like, to, to put that out there kind of thing. Um, you know, Jerry still is one of these people where, uh, he's, he's a person that a lot of people may not have known his name, but when you saw his face, you naturally laughed because you were like, yo, that's that the guy. The angrier he was, the funny, the more funny. <laughs> right. He's, he's the guy that you love. He's the guy that, um that you know you just remember him yelling at people and stuff like that so and then obviously little richard who um i listened to this podcast it's a history of rock music in 500 songs and little richard is one of these uh forrest gump type characters where it's like um he was, you know, he was very eccentric mm -hmm. eccentric but I'm, I'm i'm more so referring to like how influential he was so yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, essentially, James Brown got his start in music by impersonating Little Richard. Wow. There were times Little Richard would just not show up for gigs and he would send James Brown. Because, you know, in the Deep South, they're like, there's a black guy with crazy hair here. It must be Little Richard. Get him on stage. And <laughs> his early years. They thought they were the same person. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Um, a lot of the screaming that James Brown was, was known for came from him pretending to be Little, little Richard. Uh, oh, the Beatles, before they became, you know, the, the sensation that they became, they essentially, uh, Little Richard just took them under their wing. He went to London one time and he, he met these guys. And, he was like, and Elvis stole all his swag from Little Richard. That's exactly right. a lot of. You're uh, not lying. Yeah, not a lot of uh, a lot of the things that 
Elvis did was essentially emulating again Little Richard, and he got away with it because it was the segregated South, and it's a lot, um, not even more, just more acceptable to have uh, white girls screaming after uh, a white Elvis Presley as opposed to yeah. a Little Richard kind of thing. And yeah. um, again, he, he's again, he's your favorite singer's favorite singer. That's who he is. Yeah. And uh, it's just really hard uh, to kind of express those thoughts whenever his, his most prolific performances were in black and white cameras. Yeah. Um, but yeah. these are important people that we're, we're losing. And if you, the thing about what becomes uh, this modern era is um, they're not really great at giving credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what ends up happening is somebody like The Weeknd although he might shout out Prince or he might shout out Little Richard or whatever the case may be, he's more than willing to take the brunt of the credit for his popularity kind of thing, where, Mm -hmm. um, again, if you look back on it, the reason you can walk around with crazy hair and sing romance songs to white girls is because Little Richard took all the brunt of of what comes with that. Um, And I just... um, we unfortunately give our freshest flowers when people are dead, but I wanted to make sure we, we, we touched on that before we moved on. Most definitely. Even, so like even Andre, I was expressing to someone who's younger than I, how, you know, I was so hurt by his death. Like Mary J. Blige's first um, album was my, the first cassette tape I ever bought. Mm, right. Dope. Andre and they was like, "Well, I don't even know who Andre is." I was so hurt. I was like, "Excuse you don't know who I- like how do you not know like if there was no Andre, if there was no Diddy, if there and who then gave birth to everyone else? Like yeah, how do yeah. you know one of the first black moguls in you know the music industry and like like you were saying, Rico, like we they this generation does such a good job of forgetting." Yeah, they yeah. forget all of the people who paved the way. Because even when you like talk about who's who's the best in, and you have all these little grimaces like today, and they they have like the nerve to say, "Nah, uh, Tupac and Biggie and Jay Z like mentioned in the artists we have today." And for me, still, there's still no comparison to some of these artists that we have spewing this garbage that Yo. they call but it's they they forget people who actually studied the game like biggie and daisy studied dictionaries in order to get their flow and get the right words to, to be like, lyrically heavy yeah yes these these people ain't doing that now but i'm yeah. i'm I'm, the, I'm tired of their names like i i, I you got little baby and dub baby before like before the era before them was a whole bunch of little and then there was the era before them was young, and like I feel like we getting younger and younger. Like one of these days, you won't see rap artists named like Frankie the Fetus and Sperm Sperm <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, I'm done, man. All and doll. Like where's the originality? Like why? Why are y'all all dolls? Yo, who's just call, to, um, like who calls you this back at your home in your hood? Exactly. Just to tie everything up full circle, how you kind of threw Mary J. Blige's in there and Biggie's name in there, right? And we also mentioned Betty Wright passed away, right? So Andre Harrell, technically, I wouldn't say he discovered Puff, but he definitely gave him a nice booth. Um, Betty Wright, she was sampled in 
um, Mary J. Blige, uh, Real Love, Mary J. Blige remix featuring Biggie, which comes from Puff. Puff comes from Andre. So just all ties kind of full circle. It comes it's just full crazy circle, how it all yeah. is nuts, man. We definitely lose yeah. some major pioneers, man. Full major circle. Pioneers. Already lost. Lost a uh, Kobe. Man. Like, we, like, the 2020 is just trash. Like, throw 2020. Throw I'll all punch 2020 in the mouth right now. Got it. Uh, <laughs> but I can't. But, because, but I can't hate. It. I can't we, hate because many great things are going to be birthed in 2020. Uh, that's a that's a that's a little promo from me. Man, 2020 we, is going to be the first year with a 13th month. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey. after 2019, people's like, "Yo, 2020, that we, yeah, but it never happened. It was so trash. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> but." You know, moving along, moving along, you know, we're still in the midst of COVID-19, coronavirus, and uh, we've just, this past Saturday, we've just uh, entered phase one. We've just entered phase one, uh, sort of a soft opening, you know, you know, they've mandated that everyone wear a mask outside in public, which I think is ridiculous. I don't know why we need to wear it outside. That's just me. But I do wear it in, in buildings and such, but I don't feel like it's necessary to wear it in public. That's like, if I'm outside, like at the park, I think it's ridiculous. But, you know, I've, I've, I've tried many remedies. I've tried the, the, the WhatsApp Haitian remedies of boiling tea with a whole bunch of stuff in it. But I did find that Trump's suggestion did work. I drank some bleach the other day. Yeah, I'm clean on the idiot. inside job. <laughs> I tried that's some why. disinfectant on that's the inside. Why. That's why you don't understand why we need masks because you're drinking bleach. <laughs> Listen, are we opening too soon? Are we opening too soon? Uh, the question is, the answer is, it depends. Um, first off, to, to address the mask thing, it's more so... Uh, yeah, so if you're out in an open park and it's you, your wife, your kids, and, and nobody within 50 feet of you or 60 feet of you, there's right. no need to wear a mask. Exactly. Um, That's how I feel. Exactly. Right. All right. So now, but if you're walking through a path and you're passing people and people are passing you on it, so on and forth, so put on the mask. The idea behind the mask, just to make it clear for our listeners, is we want to minimize the potential for spread. Yes. Right? That's all that that is. So um, if you are riding in your car, you don't need to have a mask. If you walk into a store, put on your mask. If you're walking yes. in an empty area, there's nobody around you, you don't need a mask. If you're walking through a walking path, passing people, yada, yada, blah, 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 you want to have a mask. Because ideally, we want to be able to, uh, again, minimize the spread. Um, as far as reopening, the reason why I say it depends is because not everywhere has the same amount of people, not everywhere has the same amount of issues and potential for creating right. a hot, right? right? So the reality of the situation is Brooklyn and Boise, Idaho shouldn't have the same rule. No, they, they shouldn't should. have the same protocol. Right. So the reality, what we're faced with here is a complete and total failure at the federal level. And so, because there is little to zero leadership up top, 
there's no real way to kind of gauge what it is each place should do. So right. what ends up happening is you got one group going, we're going to keep it tight, we're going to keep it whatever, whatever. We got another state going, ah, it is what it is, do whatever you want. And now right. it becomes a disjointed, crazy-looking thing where if yeah. we had a federal mandate, a federal um, guidelines in which these 17 things need to be in place, if you check off these 17 things, you're good to go. That's yeah. not what's happening. What, um, what, I was going to say real quick, what they should have done is like they should have this task force or whatnot, they should have grouped the states in, in a certain way that have the same statistics. So maybe you have high level. If we talking like we'll talk, we'll call it orange level for 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 Trump's sake. If you're if you have a high level of like uh, corona cases and corona deaths, like a New York, a Boston, or any other place that has that's a hot zone for it, then you this group of states follow this same protocol. And if you someone like if you a place like Rhode Island and Boise, Idaho, or even Wyoming who I think two weeks ago only had one, up, up to then had one death from COVID-19, you know, you get grouped into other, with other states that only have that little bit, you know? Right, but I think we're, um, it's, it's a total mess. We're overlooking the fact that, um, like everything kind of, you know, everything is slowly but surely opening up. Um, I don't think it's um, a coincidence prior to that, that Kenneth Clo Copeland, he blew the wind of God over COVID-19. <laughs> So let's stop and give that man his credit. You understand what I'm saying? That's not oh fair. Oh, my right? God. No. Hey, it was real windy the other day. <laughs> so, look, this is where it gets to. Oh, my God. <laughs> open states, even um, with high level of new cases and deaths, such as California. Right, California still has a high um, level of states. However, you know, they're starting. Georgia was one of the first idiots of states that reopened, and their levels keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Georgia's not doing good right now. My no. God. However, they are just free and open. Um, someone said, you know, Trump stopped caring about coronavirus when they found out that the Black people were being affected by it the most. Who knows? It could be a conspiracy theory um, as well, but as we have seen with his leadership and blatant racism, it, it, it goes hand in hand. Um, I think as much crap as they are giving Governor Raimondo, I think she's been doing a good job. Yes. I, I think yes. she's doing an impeccable job right yes. now, man. She's doing great. Listen, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, we need to make something clear. Um, there are a group of people out there making noise and screaming and honking enough already yeah. whatever whatever but it's one of those things where like you know you look over at the group screaming and then you look over the group being quiet and you're like there's literally fifty thousand people on this side and 17 people over there yeah um, <laughs> you know if if we're if we're handing out grades or we're doing governor yelp or whatever i gotta give her five stars yeah most definitely most it's definitely clear from the beginning there's never been any like, oh, well, you know, you know, we're going to do this. There's never been any of that. It's like, hey, look, here's what we're working on. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the thing we're looking at. And the people screaming enough already or whatever the case may be. I always wonder, like, um, when you when you got in your car, there was a police car waiting at the end of your driveway. No. Oh, OK. And then when you left your neighborhood, there was a police car who needed to see your ID. No. Oh, OK. 
You just drove to Providence, parked your car, walked over here. Nobody I think, I, I like think we're gonna see a, on the highway tells you to get out for 14 days to like quarantine yourself as soon as you cross back <laughs> into like where's it? There's no accountability, there's no communication, it's nuts, man. Yo, I think I think we're gonna see a record, a record low of uh police pullovers for black people in this in this COVID era, because like ain't 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 nobody getting pulled over right now. Well, yeah, yeah, I got I got by the other day. Hmm. Not in Georgia. So, you you know, got pulled the other day? No, I got by. <laughs> I was supposed to get pulled over. That's a fact. Oh, you showed him some, you showed him a little shoulder? No. <laughs> God God was with me. He coughed on him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you know, Go ahead. as far as we as far as reopening goes, we're in a difficult spot because again, the the, the problem with the lack of leadership is it it leads to chaos. That's really what all that's going. So, so thankfully, we live in a state and a region that has competent people living uh, uh, leading it. Um, I'm from Florida, and with all due respect down there don't have competent people leading. It's not because I disagree with the decisions that they make. I don't have to agree with a decision, but at the very least, I need to see some kind of thought. I need to see some kind of um, reasoning behind it. And there, it just, I don't see that. Yeah. Secondly, I was having a conversation with my cousin and, uh, you know, it got me to thinking, like, how many people understand that the current numbers we're seeing are not accurate, not because we're being lied to, but because we don't have enough testing to get a great idea of what's actually going right. on. Yeah. Right. And right. so what ends up happening is there are places that are going, yeah, we only have two positive tests here. And it's like, it's a great point. However, what is the percentage of people you've tested? Exactly. Now, what's pretty clear that's going on up to, uh, on the federal level is they're going, we need to open things back up. We need the economy to get back uh, going again because we need to be reelected. That's what's going on. And so they know that getting aggressive about testing is going to lead to more positive tests and push the, the reopening or whatever the case down the road. And um, I think the of that is um, Maryland, when they made a deal with Korea to get tests because there were not available tests in the United States. Yeah, the, the American uh, government. No, let me, no, hold on, hold on. Let me, Wendy, I'm going to let you finish, but I do want to cut you off just so our listeners understand how crazy what you just said was. The governor of Maryland, he happens to be a Republican and also happens to be married to a Korean woman. That allowed yeah, them because we were talking about a failure of leadership at the top. It just so happens that this man was married to a Korean woman who speaks the language and was able to negotiate PPE for the state. That's dope. That it, it is dope, but it is also sad. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a series of great coincidences that allowed this state to get this uh, protective equipment that they needed. He's married and to the plug. <laughs> and listen to this. Listen, this is the last one. Apparently, in order to protect the personal protective equipment that they were able to negotiate by themselves because he happens to be married to a Korean woman who speaks the language. <laughs> In order to protect that equipment from the federal government, they have to have state troopers to protect the equipment. Wow. 
Right. Um, wow. Wendy, please continue. I cut you off. It's, no, no, no. Yeah, it's completely fine. Not only the PPE, but tests to test their citizens for the coronavirus. And then you get Agent R on the stage talking about, oh, well, they didn't have to do that. You know, oh, he rushed and he was premature in his dinner. However, just a week ago or two weeks ago, he was saying, well, the states are going to have to take it in their own hands and fend, fend for themselves. Again, again, it is a complete and total. Listen to what Wendy just said. Two weeks ago, you say, look, we're the federal government. We're not here to get PPE for people. We're not here to handle tests, yada, yada. You guys handle that yourself. A governor, again, who happens to be married to a Korean woman, negotiates a deal to do exactly what you just said, successfully does it, the media writes about it, and then you say, they didn't have to do that. We could have, and it's like, uh, again. That's Rick James. Yo, he is Rick James. <laughs> Man, at least Rick James could blame it on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Oh, my God. So, you know, to answer, to answer your original question, H, are we reopening too soon? The answer is kind of yes, because of a complete failure up top, we're not prepared. I need to make something clear to, to the listeners real quick. This disease is not the deadliest virus ever known to mankind. If no. you get it, you're not going to have eye, your eyes bleeding and foam coming out of your mouth. You're Spanish not going to be was worse. Like, if I'm not mistaken, the survival rate of this, uh, this particular uh, virus is 97%. So, yes, the media does report on the deaths because it's important to talk about that. But that re represents 2 or 3% of the people who, who contracted it. That's what it hmm. is. That being said, there are things that need to be in place for us to be able to move out through the world freely. What do I mean by that? If we're supposed to get back to a quote-unquote normal life, when I'm not feeling well, when I feel something in my throat that's tickling me, or I'm feeling warm, I'm not feeling right, I need to be able to go directly somewhere, if it's not a pharmacy, then a, a, um, an urgent care, whatever the case may be, be immediately tested, and then get confirmation of what I have. Right. But that's not where we are. Where we are right now is, yes, we happen to live in a phenomenal state in which there's so many testing options, they're closing them down, but that's mm. not the case for everybody. And then there's not enough uh, PPE out there. Yeah. And so to say, okay, effective June 1st, everybody go back to your life the way it was pre-pandemic is irresponsible. That's just the reality of the situation. Mm. Um, um, shout, out, shout out to the ones that are creating their own masks, man. Shout out to you. <laughs> Most definitely. One day. We look, look at who's pushing for, like, to reopen and you know we have this militia of americans who have the privilege of standing at various state houses with um armed with rifles and you know spewing um their i want to get my hair done i need my barber I liberate liberate Dog, Let dude showed up with a full hazmat uh, suit saying the COVID is a hoax, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I want to make, I want to make but, a quick observation. 
if Wendy if Wendy was an adult in the 1960s, you do know she'd be a Black Panther, right? Yes, she would. <laughs> yes. Yes, she yes, would. Be. Uh, I yeah, thought yeah, I was she the would only be. one. Yes. Continue, Wendy. <laughs> yes. Like it just screams privilege that they refuse to acknowledge that they have the fact that you can stand in the public screaming like banshees at police officers who are not doing anything at they're, all. They're, 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 not they're not restraining you. They're not throwing tear grass, tear, tear gas. They're not um, putting their hands on, on, on their, on, on their freaking, um, guns all threatened because they feel threatened but let an unarmed black man mm -hmm. stroll stroll through the damn street and you got your hand on your gun you say put your hands up he puts his hands up and you're still feeling threatened but all these white people with all these rifles are standing at, at these damn state houses across the country demanding for mm. their american right that mm. this country be reopened but mm. no scared preach Nobody scared. Nobody's scared. But nope. Kaepernick Neil and he's un-American. How dare he? How, like, I do not even understand the cut. Like, sometimes... This lady's spitting right now. Like, yeah, she's going hard. Look, I wonder if... So, um, there's a lot of research uh, by prominent um, African-Americans who state... Um, the fact that they believe segregation was the biggest mistake that black people ever did. Right, black people ever fought for. And here's the reason why. Um, when, though we were free and not given our just due after working, you know, to build this country for all these years unpaid and didn't get out for the acres and the mule, okay, fine. We still built a lot of things for ourselves, right? We had the Black, black Wall Street, right? Central Park in itself was an affluent black neighborhood, which is one of the main reasons why they tore it down and put a damn park in the middle of it. Neighborhood, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So we have the power to be great by ourselves. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And um you know, there is a line of thinking that in allowing integration, um, and again, I'm, I'm not, I, I haven't figured out where I fall on, on, on the matter, right? That's all right. I, I would love us all to live harmoniously together. I believe that that is what God had in mind when he created, you know, his people, but you know, we're, we're idiots. Um, but so with with integration, um, we set our ourselves. Now we have this standard of what America says we should we should not have our crowns. Right? There was a law against wearing our natural yeah. hair. Like yeah. black women had to have their hair wrapped at all yeah. times. A law against black women having their and y'all made that fashionable. And we made that fashionable. Yeah. Right. And so, I, you know, I, I know I kind of strayed from the original um, question. That's all of, right. Are, are we reopening too soon? 
Um, but I think it poses a bigger question and it um, shows the big disparities in races, in um, social economic statuses, because, you know, unfortunately, the poor and the melanated are the most affected by this virus. Yeah. Is that why we're in a rush? Like, I wonder if, let's say, Boise, Idaho had all its people being affected by I this think they make. I think they make white people there. <laughs> but, That's not science. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the reality of the situation, right? Today, uh, right before we got on, I was listening to a news update. And apparently the White House has decided that they're going to require everybody in the West Wing to wear masks. Why is that? The well, White because House. the president's personal valet tested positive. <laughs> that's not funny that's not funny his that's not funny the president's personal valet tested positive Stephen Miller's wife uh, uh, aide to the vice president tested positive and if I'm not mistaken one of Ivanka Trump's aides tested positive as well so what's going on the people in the west wing are getting sick and so are excuse me they're testing positive I don't know how severe their symptoms are or whatever the case may be. So now, what does it, so now apparently uh, uh, Trump is, is furious about this. He feels like he's not. <laughs> Yo, one, one. Yo, this guy, this was real this from the beginning. One, this guy's nuts. I knew it, it was together, real from man. the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> get it together, man. We've done tremendous work. My fault, my fault. Keep going, Rico. Keep going. My fault. So, 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 so here's what's interesting. So the White House is shutting down, right? And what I mean by that, oh, wait, Dr. Fauci is now going to self-quarantine. Dr. Briggs is now self-quarantining um, just to be on the safe side or whatever the case may be. Um, I would imagine they probably just want to get a break from, you know, random questions and random meetings. But the point is, is that if we're ready to reopen, why are you guys shutting down? All right. If we're ready, if if we're ready as a nation to get things going again, why is it all of a sudden people are self-quarantining uh, this person and now you're furious? Mm. What that tells me is if you cannot contain this virus within a tiny space, which is the West Wing, why are you telling states to liberate themselves? So, exactly. you know. I feel you on that. For me, you know, I've arrived at this place where I'm like, okay, I cannot control other people's actions, right? Like, if I'm riding down the street, if I just get to a red light and I'm looking at over at the car next to me, nobody's wearing a seatbelt. I'm looking at a three-year-old doing pull-ups on the on the handle thing or whatever the case may be. I'm not like my daughter. Put that car over and and strap everybody in. I'm gonna say a very quick, quick prayer before the light turns green. God let them get to their destination. But I can't control that that family. I can't control that house. What I can do is look in my rear view and be like, hey, buckle in. Everybody sit down, whatever. The, you know what I mean? Just because that's who I'm responsible for. Yeah, exactly. So the federal government is tweeting, liberate yourselves, liberate this, liberate that. Meanwhile, he's screaming at people around him, not to cough in his direction, where's your mask? That tells you what you need to know. Exactly. Right? 
if it wasn't if if it was time to reopen, if it was time to get things fired up or whatever the case may be, you would have done the things necessary for us to do that. So, yeah. you know, um, for me, I just want to stress a couple of points. This virus is real. This is not five yeah. G. This is not a government conspiracy. And yes, they opened up hair salons and barbershops and different things like that. But it is not to attack black people. That's not what that is. It quite literally is. Somebody wants to be reelected. The economy has come to a screeching halt. Primarily, fourteen point three unemployment rate. Listen, and apparently that number represents again, just like the lack of testing. That unemployment represents the number of people who are able to tell the government that I don't have a job. Exactly. Apparently, there's a ton of people who just can't do it. They can't right. get access to the system. Um, and so for me, uh, you know, again, the virus is real. Um, this is not uh, uh, the deadliest virus in the world, but we need to be uh, careful because it impacts the people in different ways. And that being said, they can come out and say uh, effective May 20th, everything is open. Go out and, and do what you need to do. It's on us who, who have to protect ourselves. This is not the first time in American history that Black people realize the thing that the government says doesn't help them. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Most definitely. Uh, and it just, you know, this isn't the worst one. And it just goes to show that if a worse one comes, which yeah. it will, yeah. then we're in big trouble. Yeah. Um, Current Say again, Wendy. If we still have this current administration, oh, we will. Hey. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Wendy, what what you touched upon when when you spoke uh, is a great segue into our next topic, and that is the uh, the assassination of Brother Ahmad Arbery, uh, who was gunned down February twenty third while he was on a run uh, and two men went in hot pursuit of him, uh, father and son, and a third man filmed the whole thing. And- Three uh, white men. They, yeah, they, 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 they chased him down uh, and he was unarmed and they thought he was a burglar, but he had nothing on him for him to be burglaring anything. But uh, the, the video's chilling, it's disturbing, and it's hard to understand how someone who who considers themselves a human being to be able to do that to someone else. And Christian you know. as well. Christian. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. God-fearing God men. Yes. God-fearing men. God. Good God help them. But yeah, it, it it's very it's very chilling, very disturbing. And uh it just, you know, it op- it reopens old wounds that were were sort of we're sort of used used to. It looks too much like the the Trayvon Martin incident that happened, and the countless others, you know, that have have had this happen where they're you know unarmed and they get twenty six rounds put into their car. Like it's 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 just it it keeps you know it keeps happening and it's and it's sad and so you know we're here and you know we've seen and. In the social media age, we've now seen way too many killings uh, in front of our own eyes. And so it's like, 
we're at this point. Well, let me let me just say, let me not say we, but I'm at this point, and it's like, what do I do with this now? Like that, I see this. It's like I've seen this is my this is the twentieth time I've seen this. This is the thirtieth. What, however many times you want to put it on, but it's like, where do what what do we do with this now? What I do personally, what I do is I go to um get my blue card. Um, I saw you put I, up you put something in the, in the frame. Sure did. Um, I go get my blue card, which allows you to buy a, um, a gun, because honestly, it's just time to protect yourself, right? There's even a time in the Bible, this is like after Jesus, uh, Judas portrays Jesus. He's telling his disciples, yo, when I sent you guys out before, I sent you guys out, no bag, no nothing, you were taken care of, right? It's like, yeah, you sure did. He came back and said, all right, cool. Now, go get your bag, go get your cloak. In fact, go get a sword. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, we got two swords. Is that good? He's like, yep, that's definitely enough. So you got to get the strap. You have to protect yourself. That's the bottom line to it. No matter what you believe in, who you believe in, protect yourself because it's crazy out here. It's crazy. This is a weapon. You understand what I'm saying? Honestly, there's no, there's, it's the truth. Some people consider it as a weapon. Every time you felt your life was in danger, are you serious? Get out of here. Go somewhere. You got the wrong job. But officers rifles were never deemed threats and police officers never and i understand that police officers were not the one who killed this poor young man however we have seen time and time again where police kill black and brown people stating that they were threats even though they were unarmed however you have these crazed white people screaming in your faces with rifles yet not one time did you pull out your weapon Yes. Trigger. Yes. Not one time. Like, I am so mentally drained Great. with yeah. the black men. Like, I, I cannot. You know, I have black brothers. I have a black husband. I have a black father. I have black men in my life. You know, and just knowing that a person has the power, and I, I didn't say right, I said power to take your life away because of the color of your skin and it go like swept under the rug for months and months. Like this went on for two months until the video made its way out and we started demanding that. So, like these men were just chilling, living their life. Like, yeah, we killed and that the nigga. The like, video, the video was for the vindication of the two men who killed him too. It wasn't for the purpose of, of Ahmad. Yeah. That is, and and now their current justification is there's video of Ahmad at a construction site just looking around, and they're like, take nothing. Was a construction site that this man was standing in, and now they are trying to use that to vindicate these three men for murdering this guy who was just taking a jog. Like, it's just ridiculous. So, you know, I pride, I pride this show on making sure we convey accurate information and try to dispel um, false information that's out there. So, you know, uh, this is another murder, right? I want to establish that first. I did see some um, some troubling information earlier, but it does follow a pattern. So usually the way this works is there's a murder, 
Yep. And then there's a cover-up, and then the cover-up gets exposed, and then, and then there's, there's a character a assassination. Yep, picture of him in an art. Right? So it's murder, cover-up, exposure of the cover-up, character assassination, and then an exoneration. There was a murder committed on February 23rd. All right? Three men uh, pursued um, a young black male. This is not a new concept. Um, cornered him and with weapons drawn, an altercation took place and then now there's a murder. Immediately after, there's a quick uh, write-up that says, we're not, we can't charge these guys. Here's the reason why, whatever the case may be. Then you fast forward to over the weekend, a video comes out showing what it is that took place. Um, and so the exposure happened uh, last week. And now we're in the character assassination phase of this process. Now, here's the reality of the situation. This won't be the first time in which somebody ends up dead, usually a, a minority or a poor person, whatever the case may be. And then when you look into the background of what it is that they were doing at the time, it turns into, uh, well, that's the reason why this happened. So there apparently is, and I did see the footage of um, Ahmad walking through a home that's being built. The yes. footage is captured from a neighbor's home. That neighbor apparently called 911 saying there is a black male with a white shirt walking through a home that's being built. So the call goes in and uh, the police are on their way to come, come address the call. He is murdered before that happens. Um, it is a difficult thing to discuss because, you know, one says, well, why are you walking through that area? Whatever the case may be. To me, it is what it is on that. Even if you walked out with a toolbox, um, it doesn't. It doesn't justify you, you a shotgun. The Here's the problem: these southern states have effectively legalized lynching. What do I mean by that? In Georgia, if you are a citizen who witnesses a crime, you have the right to confront the criminal, quote unquote criminal. If that confrontation goes bad, you have the right to quote unquote stand your ground. What was in the crime? Georgia, hold on. In Georgia, even if you don't see the crime, if you are aware of a crime within your vicinity and you're aware of the person who did it, you are allowed to confront that person. Now, Wendy's asking an important question. What's the crime? The answer to that question is, I guess, trespassing. I don't really know. But I do know that Georgia law, and we can provide that information in the, in the show information as well. Georgia law actually protects the white men in this video. Because the way it's going to be presented is these two men were aware of a crime. And that's the way the citizen assess, excuse me, the citizen's arrest statute works. Um, when you are aware of a crime, you are legally allowed, again, in Georgia, to confront said criminal or the person committing the act. And in the event that confrontation goes bad, you are allowed to protect your life, even if you engage the interaction. So the video we saw was a murder. The problem is not that um, 
under Georgia law, the way these circumstances came about, it's not murder. They're going to present it as two citizens tried to make an arrest of somebody they saw I'm, committing I'm sure a crime. sure they will. And, 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 um, and again, the way the statue is written, it protects these guys. That's why I said lynching has become uh, legalized. So back in the day, the lynchings were citizens going after somebody they believe committed a crime and then punishing him in the streets. That's the way that worked. There's no real difference here, except for the fact that you can now point to a law that says when you believe somebody has committed a crime, you are allowed to confront the criminal. And if that interaction goes bad, you're allowed to kill him. So we've entered the, the uh, character assassination. I would imagine later this week, um, we're going to hear of instances where he was rude to somebody. His fifth grade teacher is going to say, I had to suspend him for, you know, I don't even know, whatever the case he may be. And then, white women. And, and then we'll get to the, we'll get to the exoneration. And the, yeah. the, uh, uh, right now, if I'm not mistaken, the state of Georgia has taken over the case. And they'll put together a press conference saying, here's the reason we have to let oh, these people and they're, and they're gearing it up to make, and, and I hate to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I hate to be uh, like the downer, the Debbie Downer, or I hate to put like a bad light on it, but they're gearing this up so that the exoneration is justified. They put a black prosecutor on this case. And so the, the, then, the then excuse would be like, well, it was a black prosecutor like if it, if there was anybody who was able to be able to put this these two men away, it should have been her, and they put her on it, and she couldn't even like this is what they're gearing this up for, you know. And so you kind of have to like you kind of have to after something like Botham Jean, you have to prepare your heart and your mind for that possibility, not even possibility, but inevitability that this is going to happen, you know. And so. It's like, you know, and you hope that some 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 circus stunt of uh, of the mother hugging the two murderers saying "I forgive you," like you hope that that you you know I don't want to see none of that. I don't want to see none of that. You know what I'm saying? It isn't are what makes me like go on the side of you know what? Just give us the crappiest part of the country. We gonna make it prosper, but just leave us the hell alone. Don't bother us. We're going to build. Um, we will boom and we will prosper because that's, that's how it was in Egypt. We're going to take the NBA with us. We're going to take, we gonna take we, everything with us. We're going to take our music. You can't, you know, bite off of our TikTok videos. Like, we're going to take it. Like, we're going to take us, all our good. This country would be depleted. Like, if Black people never came to this North American soil, this country would not be what it is. No, it Just the fact no, it that you had free labor for many years that you did not pay anyone for, and then after that free labor, okay, y'all are free. You still can't get educated. You still can't, like, yeah. And you still, know, we still made it from that. And we still push through, yeah. Still from, like, yo, leave, leave us alone. Like leave, like we we don't need your police, we don't need your government. Like we'll 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 have our own president. Like just give us, you could give us the crappiest pot. I promise you, we will make it prosperous. We'll I be all right. You will blow it up again. 
we'll be all right. Well, there's another situation that's actually going on. Um, uh, not saying just like the Ahmad Albury case, but there's a, a case. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of it. But it's a female EMT that got murdered. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yes. She was a young 26-year-old female, I think a single mother, Wendy? Um, I don't remember if she was a single mother or not. Um, but, but they, they, came to, yeah, they came together to do a house raid. They kicked her door down, wrong apartment, shot, up, shot up her home 22 times. Wow. Killing her. Um, then again, to find out that the person was already arrested hours earlier. Wow. A black twenty-six-year-old EMT. Wow! They, wow. they that they announced themselves. However, none of the neighbors um, mm -hmm. state that the, the neighbors state that they did not hear any police um, official identify themselves as the police. But again, this is like vigilante. We do what we want to who we want, where we want, depending on where you live. We're going to do mm -hmm. whatever want to do when we want to do it how we want to do it and there's nothing you can do about it get the and strap get exactly the strap. i was just about to say it, it, at this point that's over it, here it's it's man listen look. Yo, man. you know it's important it's important that we uh we keep our heads about us um the reality of the situation is i know a lot of people are ready for war but we're not prepared for battle. Um, you know, there, there are a variety of different approaches to this and, and it becomes a thing where, um, where resources become an issue, all types of different things, and it just becomes um, an unsustainable kind of conversation to, to have. The reality of the situation is, um, the the machine of oppression is not going to be put down with bullets. That's just not. It's well oiled. It so, really is well oiled with the with the blood of slaves. Yeah, like we are not the same people of the civil rights um, movement. We are not the same um, caliber. Of you're, you're, you're right, Wendy, and and because we're not people of action. The reality of the situation is, is like most people will not go places with unreliable Wi-Fi. So to now go, hey, let's, let's make a movement. It becomes a, a, um, um, a battle cry, but you know, the next, the next versus battle get announced and we'll, we'll kind of move on and, 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 and kind of accept the reality for what it is. Um, you know, the the difficulty we're having here is um there are there are a lot of conspiracy theories out there of what's going on but the fact of the matter is if your theory of what's actually going on would make a phenomenal movie chances are good it's not what's actually going on <laughs> where we stand now is the laws i just described to you were passed in very boring meetings, right? A yep. group of people sat in a room, um, likely behind Probably a desk. Fine. Somebody announced what they were about to pass. The group said, is Georgia Statute 17-60-12 
uh, is up for review. For all who agree, say aye. The group said aye. They hit a, a gavel and they moved on. That's a very boring thing if you look at the document that it's on. It's just black and white um, Times New Roman font yeah. on, on a white page. But that document is actually more damaging than quote-unquote 5G. Yeah. And so the problem with, with me saying we need to look into Georgia rule, uh, Georgia law statute 17-60-B is it immediately loses interest. Now, if I start talking about why 5, 5G networks and different, that gets people's attention. Right. So now the problem is while we're all looking at 5G networks and they opened up barbershops and, and all of this other stuff, it's these, it's these, these boring looking documents. Um, I'm trying to find, you know, these, it's documents like these that are actually dangerous. This is the stuff right. that's dangerous. It's yeah, not yeah. 5G networks. That's not, that's not really the issue. So mm. we have a young black man who was murdered on February 23rd. Nothing happened. And then a video came out and it required action. The problem is when they look into it and they find this document, mm -hmm. they got to cut the guys loose. Right? Mm -hmm. The letter of Georgia law says when you are aware of a crime and you see the person who you believe committed the crime, you are, it is okay for you to engage that person. And if that engagement goes wrong, it is okay to protect your life. So the video we saw, as shocking as it might be, looks like it's legal. That doesn't make it right, right? Slavery nah. was legal. That didn't make it right. Right. Um, so don't get me wrong. I, I understand the sentiment of um, all of us arming ourselves. Unfortunately, without another stimulus check, a lot of us can't buy a gun. And if we and if we and if well, we stop did get another Jordans, one, then take if, them Jordans off, did, take them True Religion jeans no, off, no, take no, them polo no, shirts no, off, no, take no, them fake Gucci belts off, and arm yourself. Now you sound like you got a MAGA hat, right? Because that's what they say. Say we yeah. buy Jordans, we have too many kids. It's the truth, though. It's the truth. It's the we, truth. We buy too it's many Jordans. True. We have you can buy a burner for the same price that you buy the two hundred twenty dollars Jordans for, and you can get your blue card for free. It's necessarily the. I think that um, not enough people understand where the importance, where the true importance lies. Like, I'm, like I, I, you know, there, there was this stupid uproar about the people in lines for the Jordans. People be in lines for, like, movie tickets and Star Wars. Sure. And yeah, they're in line for Cracker Barrel, too. But they're interested. And some people are in line. Well, I don't think a lot of them. But some people are in line. Um, in, in, in a more intelligent, a financial intelligent way, they're going to cop these Jordans and turn around and flip them for double the price because they, they're sold out and they stood in line. Um, that, for, that, 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 could, that very well may be true. But here's the but bigger... I, I, I do feel like individuals, especially brown individuals, need to have some sort of protection in their home because in the beginning of everything locking down you should have seen the lines at the gun stores of people buying ammunition and they did not look like us the people sure. that hours in lines at the gun stores to buy ammunition did not look like us that makes me think what the hell are y'all preparing for do i need to prepare for whatever y'all preparing for because y'all standing hours in line 
to get all this ammunition and I don't got none? Hmm. Like, what? What I don't, is- I don't, I don't, I don't want to fall off topic, Wendy, because I totally agree with you. But it comes with, uh, this falls in line with the religious beliefs as well, right? You go ahead and you take Jesus and you put it on everything. When Jesus, you know what I mean? Jesus, you know, with the, oh, same thing with Corona. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Man, shut up. 91 and hallelujah. Okay. All right. We don't, we don't need to hear none of that. Those are sayings. Those are stickers you put on your damn bumper car. This is real life. Wake the hell up. Wake yeah. the hell up, man. <laughs> Seriously. Because yeah. people are dying in these streets and we're going to say, rely on Jesus. Man, shut up. Because what did Jesus say? Action speaks louder than words. If you didn't feed that person that's hungry, then what the hell are you talking about? You understand? So if there's a problem, if there's, just like Rico said, there's, I believe there's ways to uh, uh, attack this, this situation from top to bottom. I believe one of the most dangerous things besides paperwork is an educated person, especially of melanin color, able to break down to the kids in the streets like this is what it is. That's yeah. a dangerous person. You know what I'm saying? And so when exactly. So when D 100%. says when D says we need to stay strapped, it's not an ignorant comment. It's it's a comment saying that we need to be educated of what's going on. You have yeah. to protect yourself. You do see what's going on here. You have to be. Because at the end of the day, the ones that, and I'm not, and I'm not being prejudiced, but what's being portrayed out in the streets and videos is that the black kids that are young and wild and are the ones that are holding the straps. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I'm most frustrating you know I mean? too, by the way, is that in 2020, we're currently having the same conversations that we had in 1960, yeah. the same yes. conversations that we had in 1940. And likely the same conversations that were had in 1910. Crazy. In the end, where do we stand? We stand as a group of people who are sick of seeing the same pattern of violence against us without punishment. Over and over. Mm -hmm. The difficulty we have here with this specific murder is, like I said before, it appears that Georgia law protects the men who committed the murder. Hmm. And that is the part of this that is the most frustrating. 100%. Well, my, position, my position is not, nah, man, uh, love is going to solve this. You pray for your fellow man and everything will be okay. That's not hmm. what my position is. My position also is not, um, grabbing our weapons and firing at people who don't look like us because that ends badly for us. Not at all. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So where I am now is uh, frustrated. Um, I'm prepared for what inevitably comes next, which is an analysis of how we can charge these men. Um, But again, unfortunately, the way these laws are written, it protects them in a way that, that makes it difficult to successfully um, convict these men. So Rico, um, you're saying that we should change these laws or we should fight to change the law that, that's going on here? Put the people in position. So, Is that what so you're saying, Rico? I, the, so uh, the, the short answer is yes, but that's not a federal issue. Again, federalism makes it to where 
um, Georgia law protects these men. Like I said, so it's not an issue of switching out Trump. At the end of the day, that that law that was passed in a quiet room, the boring laws, um, is what hurts us the most. So mm -hmm. until that changes, we we, we can't. I think uh, you know, black uh, black and brown people. We have a plethora of gifts and talents that are just kind of like ingrained and we're born with. I used to work in the physical the physical therapy rehab realm, and so when we're when we're going to um, when we're going to attack an ailment, uh, whether it be lower back pain or be uh, a, a knee reconstruction or hip hip surgery. One of the things that uh, is principle is that we don't attack it. We don't attack an ailment just in one way or in one dimension. We apply many different types of 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 attack methods in order to in order so that all of those things can kind of work together mm -hmm. to to form a solution or to bring a healing. To whatever that is it, you know if it's lower back pain we're going to prescribe exercise we're also going to prescribe stretching we're also going to prescribe massage we're also going to prescribe some other modalities like electronic stimulation and so we attack it from all sides and so um there's not just one necessary solution because black uh, us black and brown people we have so many different you know we have so many different uh, uh ways of approaching things not that they're contrary to each other, but they work in accordance with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, right now on this screen, we have, we got, we got, we have one in the mental health industry. We got, we got one in the group, in the group home industry. We got one who's knowledgeable and strapping up. We, and, 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 and knowing people uh, who can, and having information about getting blue card. We have one who's, Who's 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 had who's got knowledge in the law, mm -hmm. and so when we, and I think that people think that we're we're not doing this, and we have to understand that because we have all these gifts and talents, and we're all working at that. It is it does it feels like you're throwing, it, it feels like you're th throwing a a a a, a, a glass of water at a huge house fire, mm -hmm. but we have to understand that you know it it what we're doing right now is going to is going to make an impact and maybe i'm being too optimistic it just we have to understand that many hundreds of years of something may take many hundreds of years to undo yes you feel yes. what i'm saying yes and so we're working at it and it feels like because we're in the middle of it it feels like we're in the middle of it that yo this ain't working but at the same time, we have to we have to acknowledge that we have made some progress. Yeah, yeah you're very very Absolutely. true. And even even just to go back, right? When I first um when I so when I when I was in California, right? Gang violence is crazy out there. California's they they shooting, they just shooting out there, right? That's so what I did gang violence. Was I, I spoke to a local person from California. She told me everything I had to do as far as paperwork goes. So I had the knowledge, okay, D, this is what you have to do. This is how you have to carry. And when you're driving out and about, this is where you, this is how far the gun has to be from the clip and so on and so forth, right? Rico's pretty much talking about the same exact thing as far as the laws go. There has to be some sort of knowledge. While everything is going on and everybody's looking at the 5G conspiracy and so on and so forth, there's the people that really matter in the room, in the office that voted these elected officials in 
that I'm making these plans to make laws happen that we might not necessarily agree with and we can't do anything about, honestly, when it comes down to it. I totally believe you, Rico, that um, when it comes down to it, it's technically it's the stand your ground thing, right? League, everything looks good now, all right? Let's shut these people up. Let's put a pacifier in their mouth real quick. But listen, by the letter of the law, these guys did exactly what the law said to do, right? And us not doing anything about it, meaning, well, I don't vote. I ain't gonna vote because it doesn't do anything for anybody. Let, let me jump in. Let me jump. Let me jump in right there, right? Because you mm -hmm. just hit the nail on the head. Right now, there's a group of people who, you know, not even right now, right? So we're gonna fast forward a few months or whatever the case may be, and you're gonna start hearing that your vote don't matter. It don't matter, dog. Don't nothing change anyway. It's a waste of time. Yada yada. Blah blah blah. Fine. So whenever we hit these cases here, mm -hmm. where I'm looking at a video of two guys with guns, one guy with nothing in his hands, and the guy with nothing in the hands is a criminal, when he's dead, don't talk to me about nothing matters, because what you just said is exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. The fact mm -hmm. of the matter is, there's a sexy version of this, which is, there's a sexy version of liberation, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, um, the oppressed people say enough is enough, they pick up bats, they pick up guns, and they fight their way to liberation. Sounds like Haiti. Unfortunately, that's been successful one time. <laughs> it just so happens we're all, what's up. we're all Haitians and we all laugh because we know what that one time. So mm -hmm. we take pride. It cost us. It cost us a lot to this day. That's so exactly it does. right. right? So it does. The one time liberation has worked, we're still paying for it. Uh, excuse me. The one time violent liberation worked, we're still paying for it today. So Literally. That tells me yeah. Yeah. That if slavery has been a, a, something that's been an oppression or whatever the case may be, has been something in existence since the beginning of man, and the one time it worked, seven, uh, you know, hundreds of years later, that group of people is still paying for that original sin of taking their freedom violently, um, that tells me that that likely isn't the model we should follow. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, the unsexy version of this is decades of taking apart these laws that again, are not, they don't make for good YouTube videos. They really don't. This document, if I read it, y'all would immediately rightfully be like, man, I don't wanna, I don't wanna hear <laughs> the agreement application of set forth that, that I don't wanna hear that. But that, those words on those boring pages is what's gonna set these guys free. So, so, just cause I wanna reiterate the point, we're back in the cycle. Yep atrocity is committed against us, uh, cover-up takes place, and then if you're lucky, the cover-up gets exposed. A video comes out, somebody quits the office and says this happened, whatever the case may be, we all look at it and go, that's awful. And then the character assassination happens, which is where we are now. He was mm. walking through a construction site. He was investigated prior to this. He's not wearing running shoes. He was wearing boots. That's not somebody who's running. He was wearing khaki shorts. Right. Look, yeah, why is he looking man. around, whatever? So that's where we are now. And then it preps the, the situation for, again, the correct legal um, conclusion, which is we got to cut these guys loose. So how do you remedy this? Decades and decades of boring work, right? There was a time in which the Irish were the N-words of America. For sure. The Irish are the police and this and the third. 
that became the Italian. The Italians for a long time were the N-words. They yeah. were the ones committing crimes. And now Italians scream Trump support the loudest. They hmm. believe they are white as well. And so do we need to become white? We can't do that. We'll never be able to slick back our hair. I don't want to. We're never going to look no, the part. But what we can do is do the decades of work to make it to where, um, you know, these these murders um, become a bad idea or the people committing them are a little more hesitant. Um, which, if again, if, if this, if, if, Again, if this was a young white male poking through, looking through, whatever the case may be, oh, dude, I was, I'm just cute. drunk. I really drunk yesterday. He, it would have given him a ride home. Uh -huh. mm. Unfortunately, as it stands here, this is where we are. So uh, I'm with you on the frustration. Um, I just, um, my tank for outrage is empty. Mm -hmm. Um I'm just at, at uh, I'm at a point of just focus on changing these boring documents. Yeah. I think, so well, before we end out. Um, yeah. I have a feeling that's where you was going, right, Harry? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you good. So, um, you know, my outrage comes from I think a disturbance in my um in my own mental health because this is draining me as I stated um previously and um we we as a country have become so just desensitized to people dying um I, I i chose not to watch the video i don't want to watch another person who looks like my family um murdered but we as a country have become so desensitized like people are sharing these videos people shared kobe's crash site right um something is happening in our inner psyche and we're realizing it with um, the accessibility of social media being what it is now um, you know so I, I I just want to take a quick second just to tell people like if, if you'll find yourself being overly exhausted right if you're drained if you're tired if you're becoming tired can't figure out why nothing else has changed it's your mental health your body is telling you that you need to pull away stop Hello, watching log off stop listening there's a lot coming in we have everyone dying from covid unfortunately yeah. affecting our people greater therefore we have more bad news mm -hmm. on top mm -hmm. of that we're still being attacked we're still being oppressed right um on on top of that you know unfortunately we're still on the lower social economic um status right and so you have all of the and then our kids are home all day i recently took leave so i could be the one to do the school and so not all day with the kids is a lot it's a lot it, it, it's a lot take time for your own mental health whatever that could mean for you if you need to even schedule 20 minutes to go for a walk schedule alone time lock yourself in the bathroom do something that you just um take a break take a break away because look i feel like i'm like this close to just breaking down every I that I hear something new 
about us just being continually um, attacked and slaughtered and murdered and nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, to leave it off, you know, with some encouraging words, it, this, this type of thing is not going to end tomorrow. But keep, yo, every, you know, to everyone listening to this, keep your hand to the plow. Keep that work going in whatever realm you're in, whatever, what, whether it be law, mental health, all those things are making a crack in that glass ceiling that we're still under, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever you're doing, you know, it may not seem significant or feel significant, but you are break, like you're, you're, you're breaking paradigms in your world, in your environment to like push this forward. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, don't, we're not going to wait for people to respect us. We're going to respect ourselves and do and do it right. Damn you straight. know, um, we got a whole seminar, it. ladies and gents. We have enough <laughs> knowledge on with us five. To be honest with you, there's enough knowledge and there's enough influence for us to go out there and empower a lot of these people out here that don't have the knowledge about certain things that we have. So it definitely is. You know, it's not. It's on everybody, but yeah. it's on us as well. Most yeah. definitely. You know, we, we thank y'all for listening in. Uh, this is your, your man, your brother better preach, Harry, with D1, Rico, and Wendy. This is Beyond the Walls, y'all. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next time. Peace.